This month, our podcast is brought to you by Jay Brooks Coffee Roasters in Memphis, Tennessee. You know by now how much I love coffee, and Jay Brooks has a special place in my heart. True North is their original signature blend. Its name points to Jesus Christ, who they say is the real owner of this company. The name reminds us that we are guided by unwavering integrity and clarity of purpose directed by our Lord. The name derives from the world of orienteering, finding your way across terrain with a map and a compass. In order to stay on course and avoid getting lost, the compass must remain oriented toward true north to avoid getting off track by the pull of the compass toward magnetic north. When trekking in the backcountry, the alignment of the compass with true north must be regularly calibrated multiple times along the path in order to stay on course. Did you know that? I love learning new things. Just as the pull of magnetic north can get a hiker off track and eventually lost, so the pull of the world can also affect each one of us. If we're not careful to constantly calibrate ourselves, our spirits, ethics, morals, decisions, with our perfect standard in Jesus, we'll slowly but surely lose our way and end up somewhere we don't want to be. It's in these moments when it's especially important to create some breathing room and ask, how's all that working for you? Jaybrook's Coffee Roasters offers True North as a perfectly balanced cup that reminds us to remain centered in the one who is perfect to orient our lives every day. And hopefully we'll savor a cup that infuses a bit of tasty delight along the way. To order this signature blend for yourself and learn more about Jay Brooks, click the link in the show notes or visit jbrookscoffeeroasters.com. That's the letter J, brookscoffeeroasters.com. You are officially invited to create some breathing room. This is the absolute best podcast to find the strategies, resources, and motivation you need to stop drowning in overwhelm break free from hustle culture, and live out your God-given purpose. I'm your host, Rachel Baker, and girl, I've been there, done that. It is my God-given purpose to help you find space for an intentional, so you can confidently live in those strengths, skills, and passions that light you up and serve others. I know you are ready to create some breathing room, so let's do it together. Welcome to episode 34 of Create Some Breathing Room. I am so excited because we have a guest with us today, one of my dear, dear friends. We are joined today by Bethany Reese, and I connected with Bethany at the Go-Getter Girls Getaway. How's that for alliteration? This past November 2023, And we both just kind of showed up, didn't know what to expect, came with different intentions, connected, realized we live about an hour and a half from each other, both in Arkansas, have a lot of similar things from our past with college and everything. It was very cool to connect in that way, to uh, encourage each other. We've gotten together for, you know, meals, coffee, things as friends do. And so I want you to hear from her today. And if you somehow do not know who Bethany is, let me tell you, Bethany Reese is a transformational voice in building leaders at work and at home. With 18 years in public education as a teacher and administrator, she has been there, gone through that, bought the t-shirt. And you know, I feel that one of my dear teacher friends, she knows what we've been through. She truly has the heart of a teacher to equip and empower parents and professionals, which is why she's sharing those tough lessons learned through her Rocks Before Sand blog, 
her Leadership on the Rocks podcast and her online courses and coaching platforms. She's amazing doing it all and sharing everything that she's learned in leadership with us. She's a lover of Jesus, which we all are here, a wife, mom, educator, entrepreneur, and CEO. So she knows what it takes to lead teams, to lead organizations, and also just to lead a busy family. That's a whole thing in and of itself. And so there's so much wisdom here. I love our conversations together. Every time we talk, I learn something new. And so I cannot wait for you to hear from Bethany. Hi, how are you, friend? Hello. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. And you know, I'm just like, I cannot wait to share this with my mom and be like, mom, listen to what she said about me. <laughs> it's all true. Bethany's mom. It's oh. all true. <laughs> oh, you're making me blush, man. I'm just an average person who wants to wear stretchy pants. <laughs> oh, I feel that. I feel yeah. maybe that I think we need t-shirts that say that <laughs> on it now. Oh man. I am so excited to be on your podcast. Thank you. I have to start us off with the question I ask every guest. And so I would love to know what does breathing room look like or feel like for you? All right. So as soon as I met you and learned about your whole platform of the breathing room, every time you said it, I literally, you remember this, I took a deep breath, like, and so that's really what it feels like for me. It feels like a huge breath in, but it feels like freedom. It feels like confidence mm. and it also feels like peace. Yeah. It's like I can do what I need to do and not feel guilty, but feel confident. I can take a breath. I'm not rushed. And it's all the things, right? Yes. That's, that's what it feels like to me. I love that. And I did love every time, you know, we would get there were quite a few ladies at that retreat. And so you'd sit down with somebody different every time. And if we were near each other and so well, so Rachel, you know, what do you do? What's your thing? And I'd share every time you guys, Bethany was yeah. just, Oh, like she had to. (laughs) (laughs) I still do. It's almost like every time I think about you, you know, or I'm praying for you and your family or whatever, we're talking about getting together. I breathe. It helps me. (laughs) Oh, good. Listen, if that is my legacy, I will be happy in life. That's so good. That's a great legacy. You're helping me catch a breath. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Good. Um, Okay. So we share the teacher life, teacher experience, and you've also... Mm had the administrator life, which is a whole thing. So with that in mind, you know, not all tasks are created equal, right? And so I would love to hear your experiences, your thoughts around being productive versus being busy, because we talk a lot here about how we fill our time and being intentional, you know, all those things. So I'd love to know your thoughts on that, just kind of how intentional planning can factor into that, because you speak to that a lot. I do. And I feel like I could do multiple days of seminars on it. (laughs) But a lot of them are lessons that I've learned the hard way. You know, I I am a confessed uh, people pleaser and recovering high achiever and all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as an administrator, you really can't please anybody. Everybody's mad at you. Right. (laughs) So I learned a lot through that. But You know, I heard a preacher say one time, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we really, we want to add value to society. We want to add value to our families. We want to add value, but we're so stuck in this busyness that really, I think we have a major problem 
externally, we're busy. We got like lists upon lists upon lists, Mm -hmm. but internally we're stressed and overwhelmed. And then, you know, philosophically we're like, is this all there is to life? You know, I remember in my thirties thinking I'm, you know, raising young kids, I'm trying to build a career and I'm like, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thirties, like, why did nobody tell me my thirties were going to be so hard with both of those things like coming at me? And right. so, you know, all of that busyness, I, I just think we we got to shed this culture. We have conformed to culture of no pain, no gain, um, no guts, no glory, no cross, no crown. It takes blood, sweat, and tears, right? Yeah. And I, I read a book um, by Greg McKeon, Essentialism and then Effortless. He has two amazing books, but it's like, <laughs> burnout is not a badge of honor. And, and that's really helped me of saying, you know what? I can actually say no to all these things I've been saying yes to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love Greg. Like he's one of my favorite authors. I love all his ideas around doing what's essential and doing it in an effortless way. Right. So yes. um, we did, I did one podcast on, I think it was essentialism. His first one. I haven't done one. Maybe I need to do another one on the second yeah. one. On, but... the, on effortless. They're They're both great. And I actually... I was like, all right, I'm prepared because here's the thing is I'm I'm really not that smart. I just know how to read and I know how to take advice from other people. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you far. <laughs> it's like if you can learn from other people's, you know, mistakes. And that's what I tell my kids. I tell my kids that all the time. I'm like, wisdom is not only learning lessons from your own mistakes. It's learning from other people's as well. Yeah. And so that's what I want from your life. So in talking about being productive and being busy, you know, one of the things that we've got to stop doing is is saying yes to all of these things that are of lesser value. We say Mm -hmm. yes a lot. And through a lot of peeling back of my own stinky onion layers, (laughs) I am realizing that I'm kind of selfish. And I say yes, because I want to look good. It's all this Mm -hmm. image management of how do I come across to people? I want people to think I'm nice. I want them to think I'm helpful and all these things, which I do want to be helpful. I do want to be nice, but it causes me to say yes too much. And then I overwhelm my myself. I have too much on my plate and then I'm bitter about it. <laughs> yeah. And so it's actually, I don't want to be nice. I want to be kind. You know, kind is having those boundaries of saying, you know, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm just unable to. Mm-hmm. And I don't even have to give a reason why. And so learning, uh, being an administrator helped me like grow a backbone a little bit yeah. of like, oh yeah, I don't have to actually explain, you know, why I said no to something. <laughs> <laughs> right. You just said no. The end. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a whole lot going on. And guys, we've got we've got to stop being so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like I said, I could talk about this for days. Well, and I love that, you know, I think a big the pendulum swings really far one way and then really far the other way. So we went really far into being really busy and it's the badge of honor. And now you do hear a lot more people talking about like, don't be so busy and have more peace and say no to things. But I think one sticking point that I really want to make clear here, and I think you talk about it really well, is that intentional peace. And Greg McEwen talks about it in essentialism, right? Like, being intentional with what we're doing. Like, yes, we do need to scale back. We don't need to be busy just for the sake of being busy, but we want to be productive, right? Adding value, doing things that matter. And so that piece of being intentional 
I think really makes a big difference. Um, And you and I have discussed before a lot this work-life balance. You know, I'm doing air quotes as I say balance. Oh, yeah. And I have shared on the podcast and with you personally that I don't, I just don't think there is such a thing as balancing, you know, work and personal life and all that. But you have one of the best ways of phrasing this, like a really good word. Um, I would love for you to share that with our people here. So what is the word that you use that I went, that's it. And I would love to know what it looks like. What does it look like in practice? Oh, there is so much to unpack here. So let me just go ahead and throw the word out. It's harmony, right? I was never good at gymnastics. I'm not good on a balance beam. You don't want to see me in a leotard, but the word is harmony, not balance, right? Life is not a math problem. Love it. But I I want to back up to that intentional, um, how do we, you know, be productive versus being busy? And it does take a lot of intentionality. So I want to start with that point there, Mm -hmm. but I want to start with this like massive warning label. I want you to picture a sign flashing, like warning, warning, warning. So many people are going to tell you that they have the 10-step program that's going to fix all of your problems, you know, and that's just not true. Do they have great advice? Yes, they probably do. Do they have some best practices that you could apply? Yes. But when it comes to being intentional, it is so personal. It is so internal that you have to start with God. That is just the foundation of I've got to start with my relationship with God and say, God, expose, expose all of the things that are just making my life harder. I'm making it harder on myself just because I'm I'm holding so tight to control yeah. or to image management. And you got to ask those hard questions. And then you got to kind of, I mean, forgive me for saying it this way. You got to kind of shut up and listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I remember I was like, well, how do I, I've never heard the audible voice of God. How do I hear from God? So it's it's just sitting still, right? You start with just spending time. Read his word. Mm-hmm. Read it again. Read it again. Yeah. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand what you just said. You know, whenever you come to those names or those big words, you're like, oh, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Ask, ask, ask for his pouring out of the Holy Spirit to reveal these things. Mm-hmm. And God is so generous to reveal it. I told you, he revealed to me through a lot of hardship. Hey, Bethany, you are a people pleaser, Mm -hmm. you know, so your heart is actually selfish because you care more about how you come across to other people. And that's why you say yes. And that's why you do all these things Mm -hmm. versus just let your yes be yes. And then pick out your priorities and say yes to that. And so that's where you got to start. So as I'm sitting here and I'm going to talk a little bit about how to be intentional, how to find harmony, but I don't want you to like make a to-do list that's anti what I'm saying. Yeah. Sit with God and just be and let him reveal and let him guide. And then he will say, hey, that that idea, that actually works for your situation. Mm-hmm. And he'll reveal to you what you need to do. So as I'm saying all of these things, don't be like, okay, and first I got to do this. And second, I got to right. do this. Oh, and, and I third. love that. I like I need to hear that because I am one. It's just been the last year probably that I have finally hit that point where it's like, we love formulas, right? Like mm-hmm. you and I have talked about this. I love a good formula. I love me some structure. Listen, just tell me, you know, A plus B equals, I can plug it in, make it happen, but yeah. life is just messier than that. And I mm-hmm. love that clarification of like, here are some thoughts and best practices. Take it and sit with it and pray about it and then move forward. So I... So appreciate you saying that. Okay, sorry. Carry on with your harmony talk. Well, 
<laughs> well, you know, I'm saying all of that because I, again, I learned things the hard way. I, I like to beat my head against a wall for a couple of times. And then I'm like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should try it another way. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I idolized structure. So everything you're talking about, I, yeah, give me the 10 step program. Give me the diet pill Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that makes it happen fast and quick. And that's just not the way life works. So, you know, as we're thinking about being intentional, you got to back it up to your mindset mm-hmm. um, before we ever get to harmony, because how you think about things is going to completely affect your experience. As you think your thoughts, you will develop feelings. Your feelings will then create your actions. Mm-hmm. You got to back it all the way up to how am I thinking about things? What is my mindset on this stuff? And I got to tell you, you know, as you were talking about that pendulum swinging, and now we have, you know, everybody's talking about burnout and mental health and all these things. Those aren't bad things to talk about, but we've got to be careful that we're not creating a a victim mentality where I'm a victim in my own life and everything happens to me and I have no control. Mm -hmm. That's a bad mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, that's almost a fixed mindset, as Carol Dwick would say. So you've got to have that growth mindset of, you know what? I can take charge. I can make decisions. I can learn lessons. And when things don't go well, I'm going to respond of, well, that didn't go well. I learned a lesson from it, so let's move on. And so you've got to back it all the way up to how are you thinking about things? What is your paradigm? And that's the the first step. And and really in being intentional, you know, have you heard an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So if we just stop being reactionary and being victims and be just an an, an ounce of, you know, more intentional in our lives... Mm -hmm. Man, the stress level, all of those things, the productivity will increase, the stress will come down. Yeah. Just an ounce of being intentional. So let me give you an example. Dave Ramsey talks about this. You know you're going to need new tires at some point. You know, tires don't last forever. Mm -hmm. How are you being intentional and putting a few dollars back so that when it comes around, you got to buy those tires that you have some money? It's going to happen. So be intentional and planning for it. Mm -hmm. And that's just a great example that kind of filters all through life about being intentional. Love that. Yeah, just the being proactive instead of Mm -hmm. reactive. All right. So now that we know how I think about things, Mm -hmm. that's going to affect my my feelings. It's going to affect my actions. And I got to be intentional. We're going to pray all through that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're going to pray all through that. That's where we start with with everything. We start with God in prayer and, and asking for the Holy Spirit. But whenever it comes to life, we got to stop chasing balance. I, I said it earlier, mm-hmm. life is it's not a math problem. Right. If I have so much input on this side and so much input on this side, then my life will be perfectly balanced. Yeah, I wish it would. I wish it would work that way, Bethany, because that would uh, yeah. be a lot easier. <laughs> I will never forget this. I went... And to do an observation on an Algebra 2 teacher and then calculus. I was going down the math department. Mm -hmm. Well, it started in Algebra 2, and I was like, this is a foreign language. This is a 20-minute math problem. And by the time I got to calculus, I was just like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, you know what? Congratulations, teacher. I have no idea what you're saying, but the kids don't have their cell phones. Yeah. (laughs) You win. You're winning. (laughs) It's a win. You know, life is a very complex math problem. It takes a lot of time. So we've got to stop chasing things. Mm -hmm. We got to stop chasing the blank. You know, and I say the blank because some people are chasing validation. Mm -hmm. Some people are chasing, you know, the perfect job. Some people are chasing their feelings. I just want to feel good. Some are chasing the perfect relationships. Mm -hmm. Some are chasing control. So we got to stop chasing those things. And instead, this is where harmony comes in. Today's password is harmony. (laughs) (laughs) Harmony. And this is my definition. And and feel free to make it your own, but 
I told you my 30s were rough. Raising young kids, that's chaotic in and of mm-hmm. itself. You know, building my career, becoming an administrator for the first time and just like, oh, the wave of conflict in that job. And I was like, I finally learned I'm not seeking balance. I'm not seeking this input equals this output. It's more about finding the beauty mm-hmm. and the joy in the M imperfect present and along my path of progress. Mm. And so I want you to think about that. Harmony is finding the beauty mm-hmm. and the joy in the chaos. Love it. Right. It's an imperfect present. And I'm constantly on a path of progress. Yeah. I want to be better today than I was yesterday. Never going to reach perfection. I'm not Jesus. Right. But that's harmony. Harmony is, ooh, you know what? My kids have snot boogers all over them. <laughs> and I don't have anything to make for dinner except a sandwich. But you know what? My kids ate. Yes. And they were loved. And it's okay that they have those little booger things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, you know, harmony is finding beauty and joy in all of that chaos. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like. That's my work. I harmony. love that. I love, and I love that personal example of just, it's not perfection. It's not amazing. It's not. I have excelled at all the things today. I don't, I can't tell you when that happens ever, but maybe it's here is a good piece of what happened Mm -hmm. with work today. Here is a good piece. So another word I'd throw in there is contentment. Oh, that's a good word. Right? Like, so I'm hearing, you know, when you have harmony in work and life, things are not, maybe not balanced, but there's, they're singing together right? I'm a music person, classically trained singer. So I hear Mm -hmm. harmony. I think of, you know, people singing together and it sounds good. There's a peace and a contentment in that. Not that it was all perfect, but it, it sings well together. It does. And you have everybody at different notes, right? Right. A, A lot of things going on, but put it together. And even though you have people at different, you know, notes and things like that, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it sounds amazing. Oh, I love that. I see you over there. You're constantly doing all the things for everyone else. But when do you have time to breathe and take care of yourself? God did not create you to be an afterthought, sis. It's time to refill your cup so that you can keep pouring into others without running on empty. I'm hosting a three-night, two-day retreat for women who struggle with constant exhaustion, feeling overwhelmed, never feeling caught up, and wishing they could just escape for a hot second. I want you to click the link in the show notes, or you can head over to racheldbaker.com to join the waitlist for the Renewal Retreat. Be the first to get the details for our next retreat so you can rest, recharge, and find refuge with other women who totally get it. You can't truly invest in others until you've invested in yourself. So click that link in the show notes or head over to racheldbaker.com and join the waitlist for the renewal retreat. Okay, I literally could talk about this all day long, but I'm not going to drag it all out. I would love to hear if there are any tools or any strategies that you just really lean into or love that help you with like your time management or 
allowing you to have more breathing room in your life. You know, we like to share, because I know what I love, and I share that with my people all the time, but I always like to hear from others if there are specific tools or strategies that you incorporate into your life that help you with that. I I do. And again, the one thing I want you to hear from this is this is not going to become a to-do list for you, yeah. right? <laughs> you are going to pray and you're going to ask God to say, what's one thing? Mm-hmm. You know, I love uh, City Slickers. <laughs> What's one thing? <laughs> if you've not seen the movie, it's a great movie from like the 90s. Yes. But uh, what is one thing that God wants you to work on? Because then you're going to have like a snowball effect of once you get that one thing as a new norm, mm-hmm. um, then then you can add more. But, you know, in what I do with leadership, in leadership, I typically talk about the body. Uh, the body of leadership. So we have the head of leadership, the heart of leadership, the hands of leadership, and then the guts of leadership, because, you know, we got to have guts yeah. <laughs> to be a leader. So I want to use that and I won't go into all of them, but, you know, in thinking about how to be more productive, how to create some breathing space, I want to especially talk about the head, the heart, and the hands. So in the head, again, your mindset is going to affect all of your experiences. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. So you got to start there. And with your head, I think some different strategies you can use is one, just reframing, learn how to capture the negative thoughts that you tend to go down that negative spiral. Stop that train, right. <laughs> stop that train wreck from happening. Capture that thought. And that's what the Bible tells us. Capture that thought and then turn it into gratitude, turn it into a lesson learned, you know, ask God to show you the positive in that. So you don't, don't derail yourself and your day with you know, big, big negative emotions and and then actions to follow that up. So capture that thought, reframe. And one of the ways I do this, this helped me so much is in the chaos, you know, for those of you that have been in the classroom and you've got little kids, I have literally taught K kindergarten all the way through 12th grade, Bless taught you. every age. Level. Bless you. Love the experience, but it can be chaos. And so what I would do to reframe is, okay, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, these kids are going to be safe. They're going to be loved. And they're going to learn a little something. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> and so you you reframe and you get down mentally to what are my what's my top priority? Mm-hmm. And so with my family, you know, I now have teenagers, and that is completely different than raising toddlers. Girl, you do not as even far have as cleanliness to of boogers. Tell me. But emotionally, it's kind of the same. <laughs> it's a hot mess, yeah. is what it is. Living that life little, right now, a little bit. So. In in the throes of raising teenagers and the emotions are all over the place, I was like, okay, at the end of the day of my parenting, mm-hmm. I want them to one, love Jesus, mm-hmm. two, don't marry a crazy person, and three, pay your bills. Like if if you pop out the other end of this teenage whatever, and we'll throw college years, early 20s in there as well, but if you pop out on the other side, Loving Jesus, having married a good person, and then able to pay your bills, I have succeeded as a parent. Success. <laughs> like throw a party, girl. Yeah. I love it. So reframe, capture those thoughts, get down to the bare basics of what is most essential here. Because we we say, again, we say yes to all these things. I feel like I have to get them into the right school. You know, I have to do this. I have to do that. Yeah. No, you know. What's your top three? That's what you got to focus on. Mm-hmm. So another thing that's just going to help you mentally is to wash off the day. You got to wash it off. Now, you and I live in Arkansas, so we understand this. And some people that maybe live in the city won't. <laughs> but when you walk around and you, know, you step in dog poop or chicken or whatever, how? You know, I have, <laughs> how, all these things. When you don't recognize that you've stepped in it and then you walk into your house, you're just spreading it, right? Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. You, you're, you're spreading that all over. And so you got to wash it off. 
And so what we do mentally is we have stepped in something mentally. It could be unforgiveness, bitterness. Um, you know, we've allowed ourselves to become overwhelmed or stressed. And then what we do is we have it on us and we just carry it around everywhere we go, mm-hmm. right? We rub it on other people. It's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. So you got to wash it off. And so find some ways that work for you to wash off that mental crap. (laughs) And, you know, some things you can do that. One is if you feel like you are overwhelmed with a list of tasks, your brain is fired up. It's trying to connect. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Mm -hmm. One of the ways to help that is to just brain dump it. Get all, make it. Write everything Y'all down. Y'all know I love a good brain dump. You're speaking my language, friend. It it does. It helps close the loops in your brain. So just write it all down. Listen to an upbeat song. Like get your groove back. Find that music and crank it up to what like gets you in a different mood. You know, pray. Just, you know, I used to go when my kids were toddlers, like go lock myself in the bathroom for just five minutes. Yeah. You know, they probably thought I had stomach issues at the time. And I'm like, I just need five minutes. <laughs> you still see the little fingers coming under yes, the door. Underneath. <laughs> With teenagers, it still happens. I'm like, can I just have five minutes? I literally just said that yesterday. I'm not even kidding you. One of my teens was outside. Hey, mom. I'm like, no, I'm yes. in the bathroom. I get five minutes. <laughs> yes. be out in a minute. Go away. Unless you're bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> Is the so, house on fire? You know, <laughs> Absolutely. So I want you to think of in just all of these things, the first one is the head. How can I reframe, capture those thoughts? How can I identify my top three priorities and stay focused on them mentally? Mm -hmm. How can I wash off my day? So that's the head. Now I want to talk about the heart. We can be so focused on our tasks, our feeling of, I got to check the list. I got to check the box that we forget about the relationships with people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're raising kids, If you are able to recognize, like, I need to stop what I'm doing and listen. And so when your child, again, doesn't matter if they're a toddler or a teenager, when they come to talk to you or anything like that, stop what you're doing and give them eye contact. Now, if they're toddlers, get down, get get on their eye level, right? But focus on the people. That's the heart of just leadership. It's a heart of everything. People over tasks. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if you get your to-do list done. But it does matter whether or not you are seeing, hearing, and valuing the people that are in your lives. So do that. I love that. And see them as God sees them. Pray. And I can't even tell you. As an administrator, this is my number one thing. Lord Jesus, I know you love this person. They're cussing me out right now. And I'm struggling to love them. So please show me how to. Uh Because they are your child. You know, yeah. and I and I joke. I'm like, you know, guys, really, I'm a size two. This is just thick skin. You see, <laughs> can I use that? I love that. <laughs> Please feel free. Um, you know, but the heart is focusing on people. So see them the way God sees them. Focus on them, and then just listen to understand. You know, so often we listen to respond, and that gets us all worked up. Yes. And again, our thoughts, and then we tell ourselves stories, and then we have big emotions. Just listen, Mm -hmm. listen to understand what they're saying, see them, hear them and value them. So that's the heart that's going to help you um, create more breathing space. Now, the hands, everybody likes to get things done. I know. So now we'll talk about execution. Mm -hmm. I I don't even know who made this because it's it's so old in my mind, but kiss everything. Keep it simple, stupid. Yes, yes. (laughs) You know, and this is another society thing. Social media, Pinterest, all that has created and elevated the competition of 
doing everything big and way overboard. Yes. Now, do I appreciate a really cute, and I can't even hardly say the word, but char- charcuterie board? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, it's an adult Lunchable. It's meat and cheese and crackers. <laughs> so <laughs> when I go to serve, you know, we put, oh, let's let's think about this. How many of you out there have created PowerPoints and you spend so much time on your transitions? They don't actually add value to the the mission. The most critical parts of what you're talking about, they don't add any value, but they're cute, right? So we spend a lot of time doing that. And I think we do that in our lives is we spend so much effort on extra things that aren't mission critical. And so kiss it, keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't require Pinterest level effort, then don't give, give it nailed it effort. If you've seen that show or those memes. Yes, nailed it. (laughs) Yes, because at the end of the day, my kids will be fed, even if it's a sandwich. At the end of the day, my kids will be safe, loved and learn a little something if I'm a teacher, you know? Yes. (laughs) So that's another thing. And whenever it comes to tasks, this one helped me so much when I was so busy with work. Um, administrators work a lot of long hours at all the ball games and stuff. And it was eliminate, automate, and delegate. Mm. So, you know, eliminate. What can I get rid of? All this pressure that I feel like I have to do all these things that goes back to say no. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say yes to everything. So eliminate. What can I get rid of? Yeah. To automate. This is the perfect example. That beloved crock pot. That's automating dinner. Love it. Right? Yep. And then so I automated a lot, much to the the um displeasure of my family who doesn't like wet meat, yeah. as they explain. But I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't care. Hold on. Can we just take a moment? Just the way if yeah. you're calling it wet meat, um, yes. I'm gonna join your family. And like I'm also okay. not uh if it's yeah, like creamed chicken, like that's a maybe yeah. just don't call it wet meat. I don't know, but I'm with, I'm with you. So Go ahead. We literally had an intervention where my family set me down and we're like, all right, we, we know you're busy mom, but we hate the crock pot. We hate wet meat and we don't want to eat it anymore, which leads me to delegate. Yeah. And I said, okay, I need to use the crock pot because I work long days and I want to feed you. It's one of my priorities is to make sure you're fed. Right. But if you won't allow me to automate dinner anymore with the crock pot, I'm now going to delegate. And so we started, and this started young. I mean, Ashlyn, my daughter was, I don't know, like five or six when we started this. So my son was, you know, 10 ish. Mm-hmm. You're going to help. We're going to identify a head chef and a sous chef. Love. And then whoever doesn't help with dinner is going to be the dishwasher. And we started doing that most nights is you, whoever's head chef on whatever nights you're planning the meal, I will do the shopping still, mm-hmm. or you can go with me. And then sous chef is going to help with the sides. And let me tell you, both of my kids can absolutely cook because I'm like, if you won't let me automate it, I'm going to delegate That's it. <laughs> amazing. And I love how, like, as we wrap this all up, the culmination of all these ideas in practical use in your life. Because I think a lot of times we share these things and we have the catchy words and phrases and it sounds good, right? Like eliminate, automate, delegate, but to hear in real life what that looks like. Well, you've identified your three must-haves for raising your children. You cannot eliminate dinner. That one's off the table, right? (laughs) Tried automating (laughs) it and got the wailing and gnashing of teeth. And so step three. Over that wet meat. Oh my gosh, I can't with that. Okay. So (laughs) you go to the third one and and for them to know what it takes and to chip in in that way and have that life skill, just the practical application piece is beautiful. 
to hear it all come together. So thank you for that. You are so welcome. I'm telling you, I, I learned things the hard way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and there's oh, there's one more. And this is just for me because the older I get, the more forgetful I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and whenever it comes to execution, it only takes one time of forgetting to pick your kid up at school and you feel Ooh. like the trashiest mom ever. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it's happened <laughs> to me. So I have started, I set alarms now on my cell phone, right? I set an alarm for all the important things. Uh, and that way I make sure that no matter what it is I'm doing, whatever I'm in the middle of, boom, this priority, the alarm goes off. And I, I have one that, you know, is going to come on and say, hey, go pick up your daughter. So I remember, right. oh yeah, at that time I need to go pick up my daughter from school. So that's another just uh, execution piece is alarms. I love that. I am a big <laughs> fan of the alarms. And as many listeners know who are, have been here a while. Um, you know, I didn't get my ADHD diagnosis until I was 39. So it's just been a little over a year and I was so hesitant to take any medicine for it. I just like, I don't know. I don't want to be one of those like addict moms that's, you know, on these, I don't know. I didn't know anything about it really. And Mm -hmm. I had already, I'd been trying them for a few weeks, so we knew they were helpful, but I was so anxious about it. And one of the things the doctor asked me was, well, do you find yourself waiting to take the next dose? And I'm like, I'm setting alarms on my phone. I don't remember to take this. He was like, yeah, that's because you need it. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for the validation. So Mm -hmm. same, the setting alarms is just such an easy practical thing Mm -hmm. to get you doing those priority tasks through the day. Yes. So glad I'm not the only one. (laughs) Man. Yeah. You know, and and all this stuff helps. And and this is what I mean, whenever it comes to, you know, how do you create that breathing room in your life, that space where you can just, ah, Mm -hmm. I feel like I can breathe. I feel like I have freedom to make decisions. I feel confident that I have what I need to accomplish what I need to do. Yeah. All of those things, it really comes with a combination of, do I have my head right? Mm. And so much of that is your relationship with God, you know, of how to capture those thoughts to Christ. And then it's the heart. It's how do I not feel like I have to keep up with the Joneses and all of these tasks, but I can focus on people. Think about how much Jesus focused on people. And he just saw through all the the crap of society. Yes. And he's just like... How are you? What do you want? Oh, yes, I know you have five husbands, woman at the well. Like he just spent time with people and saw them. But, you know, whenever it comes to the hands, yes, we have to get things done. I mean, God created us to be the hands and feet of Christ. And so there are some best practices that you can use, but you don't need all of them. Mm -hmm. Do what works best for you. Don't compare your life, your situation, your, you know, productivity to other people. You are uniquely created by God for a purpose. And you're going to do it in a in a unique way. Love it. So good. So um basically Bethany just said, you do you boo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, my my teen daughter hates when I say that, by the way. So I try to throw it out as often as possible. Uh, Love it. Okay. I do want to hear, I always ask guests a book or a podcast that you would recommend. But before we get to that, I would love for you just quick blurb, because I know you've got a quick blurb. I would love to hear about what is your podcast about your leadership on the rocks, just so everybody knows that they need to go listen to it, um, or you know if it's for them. And then your rocks before sand also. Can you tell us quickly about those? 
I can. And I can actually do it in an umbrella explanation because they are the same, yet a little bit different. Yes. You know, I was reading Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 28, right? The wise man built his house on the rock. The foolish man built his house in the sand. Yes. And I, again, I was in a, a high school administrator at this time. And schools are the hub of society. Lots of chaos going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, people are building sandcastle lives. Mm-hmm. I am building a sandcastle life. And I don't want to do that. I want to be wise and build my life and my leadership on the rocks. Mm-hmm. And so I just started praying, 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 and journaling, spending lots of time with God. And so I started The Rocks Before Sand, and it's how to, it focuses on faith and family. It's a blog, Mm -hmm. how to build your life, your faith, your family on the most essential rocks, with the most essential rock being Jesus Christ. And so it's tons of lessons learned, lots of hilarious stories. Again, I I like to learn things the hard way. I love your stories. (laughs) Guys, if for nothing else, go to the blog for the stories. Bethany has the (laughs) best stories. (laughs) Oh, man. There's lots. You definitely get to know me and my husband because we're opposite personalities. So lots of sharing there. Um, But that's what the blog is. It's how to build your life on the essential rocks Mm -hmm. so that you're not building a sandcastle life that is being tossed to and fro with the waves of circumstance, right? Love it. Well, leadership on the rocks is, again, that similar concept, but it's focused specifically on on leadership. So whether you're leading a team, a department, or an entire organization, those are universal principles that apply in every situation. And yes, they do even apply to parenting. Uh, So I will throw in a little mix of those, but you're going to get a lot of information to help you become a better leader who builds their life on the essential rocks and you get out of those waves of circumstances. I love it. It's just, it's so good. It's all of the episodes, the blog posts, it's just all very grounding. It helps me kind of come back to, I guess, to center, right? Like, where is my focus? What am I working towards instead of, because we do just kind of get caught up in the crazy, right? And so I love that you put out that content. Well, I mean, think about it. If you're, you know, when you go to the beach, you get sand all over you and there is nothing worse than some sand chafing you in areas you don't want it, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you build your life on the sand, you are constantly chafed. Mm, Oh, that's so good and (laughs) And terrible. And we don't want that. Let's build our life and our leadership on the rocks. I love that. (laughs) That's awesome and horrible all at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So other than yours, which we're obviously running to right now, um, what is another book or podcast that you would just really recommend? All right. I'm going to give you three. Let's go. Kind of four, because remember, head, heart, hand. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start with the head. And there's two books. I actually lent one out, so I, I don't have a visual of it, but I have this one. So there's Jenny Allen's Get Out of Your Head. Mm. <laughs> and it is very much how to capture your thoughts. Then there's Sharon Hody Miller's Free of Me. Ooh. And that is, hey, a lot of all the things we're going through, we're making it about ourselves. Like, we got to die to self. Mm. It's really not about you. It's not about how you look. Mm-hmm. So that is the head part. Get out of your head. Then we've got the heart part. And I love Patrick Lencioni. He is like the guru for organizational health, but he also says, hey, the most important organization you run is your family. So he has the three big questions for a frantic family. And it is a phenomenal book. And it's about how to lead your family. So relationships, right? How do you build that? Anything by Patrick Lencioni. Now his podcast is the, uh, his company is the table group. So he has podcasts with that. 
And then just as far as like execution and how to focus on what's mission critical, Greg McKeon all day long, essentialism and effortless. And he has a podcast as well. So again, you gotta, you gotta kind of do a mix of all of them. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, and I think your example that you gave earlier, just with dinner and your wet meat, bless it, is such a good example of bringing it all together. I think it's so good of knowing in your head what's important and in your heart, wanting to care for your family in that way. And then just practically, what does this look like taking action on it and knowing your options for that? I think that's just such a good example of incorporating it all together. And so to go through life, whether it's home or work with that spirit and focus, intentional, right? Proactive, all the keywords we've spit around today. And interconnected. Ooh, there's another Ooh, one. Ooh, interconnected <laughs> with a spirit of harmony. Like we'll just we'll just keep throwing them out. <laughs> yes. So good. Okay. Very last question, Bethany. Where can these lovely ladies find you? Oh man. All right. I am Leadership on the Rocks. And so you can go to leadershipontherocks.com and get access to all of my leadership things, the podcast. It's also called Leadership on the Rocks. I have tons of free goods out there for that. Um, and then for the blog, Faith and Family Focus is rocksbeforesand, again, .com, rocksbeforesand.com. Um, and on social media, I'm under the same names. I'm under Leadership on the Rocks and Rocks Before Sand. Love it. Thank you. And everything, we've met all the books, podcasts, webs, everything's going to be linked in the show notes, of course. So if you heard a book or you want to go find Bethany, and connect with her Instagram on the website. Grab all the free things. We love free things. Yes. Check the show notes. Everything is linked. Bethany, thank you so much. Oh, Rachel, this was a great experience. I love it. Thank you. We need another coffee date soon. And I am so thankful for you sharing this with us today. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be here. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to check the show notes to get links for all the resources mentioned in this episode. As always, your reviews make such a difference. So thank you for taking the time to leave those for us. Your ratings and thoughts mean so much. I love reading each and every one. As we wrap up today, please remember, life can feel crazy and overwhelming sometimes, but you will never regret taking the time to create some breathing room.